Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these type of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pretty and... on board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So you, my dear co-host, you've been ill. <laughs> yeah, to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been battling death daily. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like we haven't we haven't actually had that much interaction since you started feeling bad. And um, I know I, I withdraw from everybody. I I completely understand. Right. Yeah. So um like when I was I I think there's a thing that happens that you're definitely going to be able to speak to much more strongly than me. But so, you know, I was recently quarantined with the COVID thing awaiting test results and just the that thought, were negative. Let's, let's yeah, make that sure we said it was negative. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah. But um while while I was you know, in that space, it like brought me down in a weird way where I didn't I didn't really want to talk or do anything yeah. just at like the thought of you know like I'm I might be really sick you know what could come yeah yeah and like yeah. that alone was was fairly heavy on me you know we when I first told you I was in quarantine we were like oh yeah we're gonna do so many podcasts and this is gonna be great and I feel like you picked up on uh, like a lot of the cues that were coming up, coming off of me because I was definitely not in like a like energetic, like upright, like, yeah, let's make this time productive kind of mood that I thought I would be in if that happened. No, right? I could tell you needed space. <clears throat> yeah. And I really I, I've been trying to reciprocate that because you you were awesome for it for me. Right. And I know this week, you know, you've just been. You've been absolutely going through it, <laughs> and man, you know, yeah. I don't want to. I didn't like. I didn't want to like harp on it, you know. I, and I didn't want to just be another one of those people. Like, well, how are you feeling today? You know. Yeah, that gets old. Yeah, I just after I hadn't heard from you for like a full twenty four hours, I'm like, let me just make sure she's not dead because this is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she hadn't sent me a meme in twenty four hours. This yeah. woman's really sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but (laughs) it's it's been so long since we really like stopped and talked about illness you know that was like the 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 genesis of the show was talking about chronic illness and what it's like when you get knocked down for a little while right right yeah Yeah. and well it was the basis of what brought us together is i mean that was the yeah. We didn't want the show to become like a Lyme-specific podcast because there's there's some out there that are absolutely amazing. But at the same time, once we started talking today, it kind of came up and you were like, you know what, I, I think we should do an episode about this because, and it really clicked with me because I can, I'm sure our audience can tell when I'm off if they've been listening long enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, tell. probably. Yeah, you know, so I want to address it, and I know that 
we have listeners that also struggle with chronic illness and maybe not, I'm not here to inspire by any means, but, uh, talk through it kind of thing. Like, yeah, well, so those, those listeners are the ones I, I thought about primarily because like you're, you're in this space now where you just like yesterday, yesterday got to where you could sit up, you know? Yeah. Where I could sit up, right. Yeah. When you, when you said that time. to me, I was like, Oh fuck. So she's been like, I can't even sit up in a chair. Sick. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that was horrifying to me. You know, I, I mean, I feel really bad for you. I wish there was something I could do, but we're, we're just in this weird time right now where a lot of people are getting sick and it's like this new thing for, you know, someone like me, you know, when I describe my reaction to just thinking about how this is something that's going to knock the shit out of me if it, if it really comes like that, that, that was a, it wasn't a breakdown, but it was, it was a real like sobering thing. It's heavy, man. Yeah. But it's heavy. When, when I started thinking about you this week and, and what you were going through, I'm like, this is just something that happens to people who are sick sometimes, you know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is just like, yeah, you just got to be prepared. Like sometimes I'm going to have weeks where I, I just can't do any of the stuff that I wanted to do. Like I didn't, where it, you know, where it takes energy to brush your teeth, where it takes right. real effort to do your basic things. Yeah. Yeah. And like, while you were in that, like you're, you're still in like the emotional zone of it. I thought, yeah, yeah. you know, there's, there's no better time <laughs> to like, just talk to people about how that feels and what it's like and like the lessons that you take from it. So one thing I actually just talked to somebody about it last night and it was the first time I've opened, I mean, I've opened up to you about it, but outside of you that I'd opened up to anybody about it, there's this really weird thing that happens to me specifically. And the person I spoke to, he echoed the sentiment too, and he has Lyme as well. And so when I'm sick for an extended amount of time, I start realizing all of the things I'm not doing anymore pertaining to projects, work, household cleaning, anything like that, self-hygiene, self-care, anything. You start noticing, start noticing. It, like, how just the amount of stuff that you, you do and the amount of stuff you now can't do or like you're, you're able to take a weird kind of like inventory. It's a weird inventory because I twist it. It's part of, I guess, the damage done to my psychology from going through all of this. I start, it's one of the only times in my life that I still struggle with that internal voice being, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Um, Even reasoning with it. You know, I'm sick. This is, I'll even have to tell myself out loud, you know, I'm sick. This is what I need to be doing right now is resting and healing. But I twist it in my mind that nobody else could possibly understand it. So they're all mad at me or disappointed in me or X, Y, or Z, insert your negative emotion here. Yeah. And it, that's, that's one of the things I think is a, a major, major distinction between people with chronic illness and, you know, someone like me who just might get sick every once in a while, 
Right. Right. Because it just, it feels like, <clears throat> like, I know some people can understand and I know people that have been through what I've been through can understand, but I also know that it's, it's hard to accept somebody fully when they're not fully themselves. It's well, really, really hard for anybody to do that. Well, there's there's and a thing that, that happens where people will be sympathetic and feel feel bad for you right up until it starts negatively affecting their expectations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And which is which is bullshit because you know, those those type of people are most often healthy people and you know I'm 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 yeah. a fairly healthy person and just the thought of I might be about to get really sick like put me on my ass for at least 3 days. Right? Yeah. Um and, and see I like think, there's a weird thing that happens when you are chronically ill when you do get knocked on your ass. I have this internal panic that's how fucking long is this going to last this time? Because it doesn't just last you know, three days for someone like me, it can last weeks and months and fuck, I've been in the bed for years before. So it's that internal panic of what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? And how long is this suck period going to last? Like it's such an uncertain feeling. Like it feels real shitty, man. Like take aside all of the physical aspects of it, which this week I've been dealing with an outbreak of shingles, Lyme flare up treatment, detoxing gallbladder, liver and hormones. So it's just been a big clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. It sounds but you like take, it. yeah, you take all of that out of it. And just like, if you left me with the emotions that this past week and a half has left me with that part sucks in and of itself enough. Like, it's been a rough ride. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. What? So, did you know this was coming? Because I kind of thought it was. Because you have, you have for the last few weeks, have have gone through this like. It's like progressively. It's like shit was piling up, right? Like you kept talking about oh, yeah. this thing. This thing was uncomfortable, and it was bothering you this way. And like, hey, we need to record earlier today because. I just don't I'm have crashing. it in the afternoons anymore. And I yeah. like I, I I was really kind of waiting on something like this to happen because it seemed like you were putting a lot of it on layaway as long as you could. And then Oh yeah. Eventually, you know, it just it's like a kid who cleans their room and just throws all their shit in the closet and then the closet door just falls open and you know, you got toys all over the floor again. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of how it felt like it happened, too. Yeah. Um, because I want so desperately for this not to be my life. Like, oh, that was... <clears throat> what? You all right? It just, it, yeah, it just caught me, like, in the feels. <laughs> you want like, so desperately for this not to be your life? Yeah, and so... When I see symptoms coming up, I know, like, I just know, and I want to avoid the inevitable for as long as I possibly can, because I just don't want it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want it. I'm tired of this ride. I 
would say, you know, what I would give to be healthy, but what have I not given? So it's just at that point where it's utter frustration, where I'm doing everything right. I'm taking care of myself and, you know, eating healthy food and watching my intake of, you know, any toxins and putting my body through a lot. And I know I'm making progress, but in the thick of it, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like you're on this stationary bike headed to nowhere and the entire building's burning down around you and you can't get off. And it's hard, dude. It's just... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah I've, I've, <laughs> that was that was quite a metaphor, but it's really how it feels. I feel like, I mean, you you made the comment when we were talking earlier. I need a vacation, and I have this internal thing with the fight or flight response where I want to flee from my own body, and you can't do that. Like, not realistically. <laughs> yeah. No. I I see that a lot. Something that I think you do, right? Because you're like, when you can do anything, you do fucking everything, right? You're, you're an everything. extremely productive person. Yeah. Um, and and the, the thing that would frustrate me in your situation is you're, you're extremely productive in a way that's not like visible, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like I, I actually remember it. Like when, when you, before you moved to Virginia, you were at home and it's like people, the people you lived with seemed to think you, you weren't like working, you know, like I did nothing. Yeah. yeah. But you were, I mean, you were working all the time. Every fucking time yeah. I like walked up to you had I been gone, like pretty much always you were sitting there with your notebook in your hand, like going over ideas about like what you were about to do with Lime Warrior <laughs> and mm-hmm different podcast stuff like you're always working and I feel like you do this thing where you're like okay I'm just good enough to be able to work right now so I'm gonna work as much as I physically can until I can't anymore and like because you you want to get all get it all done and I, I thought it was really interesting what you said before like well I you know my time off is the time that I'm gonna have to use to be sick right yeah that is that that hit me pretty hard actually um really because yeah yeah i mean that's that's something i never thought of before right because i it's gotten to where our positions have reversed a little bit where you know this time a year ago you kept on telling me hey you need to slow down you need to do something like take some time for yourself and now I'm the one doing that to you all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, you should probably fucking, like, take a day and watch movies, you know, if nothing else. And then I'll talk to you the day that you said you were going to do that. And you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch a movie this afternoon. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm working right now. I've, I've got good brain energy. I've got to use it. I've got to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate I appreciate that part of you, right? But I I wonder if if there's just something in that like chronic illness mindset that you have to put yourself in that is a little bit self-defeating, right? Where you're like, "Okay, I have this time, I can do I can do this stuff." 
but because I can do this stuff, I've got to do it all right now, you know? And you don't like, if, if you were to step back from it a little bit, you might realize like, okay, if I don't try to do it all right this second, you know, maybe it'll put less stress on me and maybe I'll have, you know, less like symptoms popping up from that. You know, does this make sense? Is it a coherent thought coming together? No, no, no. It makes sense for somebody that's never like been through it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so on the reverse side of it, I, I can do that. I can rationalize with myself. Okay. You need to pace yourself. However, there's that louder voice. that's like, okay, if you pace yourself, the clock's still going to run out. You only have so many good days, so many good hours it's still going to run down. It doesn't matter if I'm physically exerting myself or not. The the timer's going to be up at some point. So I might as well shove as much as I can into that fucking good time as I can as possible before the timer runs out cuz it's always going to run out. Yeah, that's horrifying. Like that is <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to chronic illness brain. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, see, th- that's this is the type of thing that I feel like it. It's a, it's a mentality that that comes up, yeah, in chronically ill people, but it's also present in just like a lot of different parts of the culture, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that same panic of like I got to do it now because I might not be able to do it later is mm-hmm. like, like it's it's true of a lot of people who are in like poverty, you know. Like, right, yeah. Poverty's a weird, like, you could kind of think of poverty too, like a, yeah, I know, you could, but you could kind of <laughs> think of poverty like a chronic illness, you know? You can, yeah, you can. And being really, stuck with something, unable to escape. Right. Yeah. That might be a, like an, an interesting frame to go on something in the future, actually. I'm going to think about that more. But, um, marinate on that. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I do, I just, it, it it scares me to think about. This could happen to anyone, you know? Yeah, it can. Like, I mean, and at the rate, at the rate that Lyme disease infections growing, the likelihood of someone listening to this being diagnosed with Lyme in the near future is very, very high. Very high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are getting Lyme. There's also like, you know, I'm not trying to do like the virus bait thing, right? But like with the with the pandemic going on right now, you have to think that there's probably a lot of people who are going to get Seriously chronic. Sick? Yeah, like the the damage that's done to them from being sick is gonna lead to chronic things further down the road, right? Right, right. Yeah. And I I think it might it might be interesting when like we have a situation now where so much more light is getting shined on like illness and health healthcare type stuff where you know maybe the inadequacies are being pointed out more uh, yeah fucking starkly (laughs) i mean it's it's been a thing within especially the lyme community that you know there's this meme of the Oh, fuck, I'm going to forget it. But it was somebody hanging and it's like, oh, you're scared about your health, making money and, you know, putting food on your table. Oh, first First time. time. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I I wonder if you know if we if we see the the kind of spread of this thing that they're talking. I mean, they're talking about two hundred thousand people dying from it, right? Right. If if two hundred thousand people are gonna die and it's still only got like a like two to three percent mortality rate, think how many people are gonna get sick, right? And think how mm-hmm. many people are gonna have symptoms once they're done with being like the proper sick, you know? I, right, th- right. That's such a significant portion of the population that I'm like, hmm, maybe not that it would be a good thing for a whole bunch of people to get sick, but maybe when it's happening to this many people at this kind of a scale, we could see like a change in the culture a little bit, right? Where people understand like, oh, this is this is what it's like to really be sick for a long time. Yeah, cuz you can't you can't explain it to somebody. I mean, <clears throat> I had a conversation with one of my housemates because they had the flu for a little while. And they were like, man, it just lasted so long. I, I just, I didn't expect for it to last that long. It really sucked. And I'm like, oh, really? Really? You didn't expect it to last just two weeks. Bless your fucking heart. You know, like, and they still didn't get it. Still went over their head. Because this is the reality for people. And it's hard. I don't know if I would understand it if I hadn't lived it. I really don't. I would probably in all honesty with my personality, um, think that they just need to power through it and you need to pull up your bootstraps, just get it done. Cause that's just how I am with everything. And yeah, I'd probably be in those group of people that absolutely make me want to, you know, scoop their eyeballs out with a spoon and eat them with some toast because fuck what those people. Fuck? I don't know where it came from either. What the <laughs> fuck was that? I don't know where that came from. Are you talking about making like eggs Benedict with eyeballs right now? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Jesus. Yeah, I am. I save, don't know where that came from. I apologize. Save that shit for your fucking nightmares. Damn. Don't. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> yeah, that went dark fast. But <laughs> point You're still fine. proves. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's interesting that that you say that I could see that in you where if, yeah, if you hadn't be. experienced. Yeah. Because you're like real, like power forward. I mean, it, yeah, it's exactly the thing that's coming out while you're sick. Like you're just like a headstrong, like let's go, you know, yeah. push forward, it's push forward, push forward. Me. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but that it's, it's, it's a weird thing, right? Where I think if I hadn't known you, I would, I would have this, same sort of a gap right i think if you would have known a different chronically ill person it would be different too because you see how how much i push myself and if you would have not been close to someone that has the personality i do about just pushing through it i think you would have a different perspective i mean i think if i ran into you just when at a different stage it would have been different too Right. Oh yeah. Because you're been. you're like a fucking veteran now, you know. Yeah. You're like I'm a pro. You know, yeah. You you've been in this for so long. You understand how the fucking ride. You know. You know what. It, you know what's gonna happen. So yeah. Yeah. You know you're you're able to work that to a you know a different extent than a lot of people can. I think. 
So yeah, there was a time when the panic would be through the fucking roof when you know the bottom dropped out. Now it's just like okay, it, it's fucking hell. It's back. Yeah, exactly. I think if yeah. I'd have met you in a time where, yeah, you didn't have that kind of experience under your belt already, then it would have been much more like, because especially with it being Damn Lyme girl, disease. girl, get it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Lyme disease yeah. isn't one of those things that you hear about being, you know, something that knocks people on their ass for like years at a time, you know. Right, right. As much. Like in, in common. It, to me, I feel like everyone doesn't know this. Because it's such a part of my fucking life now. Right, but, right, right. Because you know. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, the mass populace be, doesn't. Right. I'll still be talking to people and I'm like, oh no, my friend has Lyme disease. So, you know, she, you know, has a rough time with that. And they're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a real. It's an easy fix. Yeah. It's a real bummer for me. And. Yeah. I mean, I've directly had people be like, that's, that's not how Lyme disease works. Like, you're just. You know, it sounds like someone's trying to scam the system here. And I'm just like, I feel bad because I know these aren't bad people saying this, you know. It's, it's not. Just a, it's ignorance. It's yeah, ignorance. it's just ignorance. And and ignorance is one of those things where I feel like calling someone ignorant is used as an insult a lot of the time. But, like, recognizing ignorance is really, like, the very first part of remedying it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, you... I've ran into people my entire life that have had that attitude about it. And if they stuck around in my life long enough, their attitude changed very quickly. Cause once you see it, you're like, Oh fuck. Okay. This, there is no way someone is faking or making all of these things happen to them for shits and giggles. Like yeah, exactly. for $700 a month. No, thank you. I can go and make that more than that, make a minimum wage somewhere. Okay. This is not me trying or anybody with a chronic illness. They're not trying to fuck the system because you don't get anything from the system. That's what people yeah, that's... like this real weird thing where people think that people living off of disability are living. Well, we live off $700 a month. Okay, yeah. with that's, the that's disease really that costs, me. yeah, with the disease that costs over fifty thousand dollars a year to treat out of pocket. Yeah, uh, excuse me, where where is my high living going? Nowhere. Exactly. Like, I have to make the decision between supplements that can help save my life or food that you kind of have to have to live. It's it doesn't work like that. <clears throat> You know, you can just use the calories in those supplements. That'll probably be fine. I I just don't think a woman can live off pills alone, dude. I think I think we've had enough people prove that in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gen it's generally not advisable. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> Although my great grandmother at a time actually made sandwiches with her pills, so if shit gets too bad, I might go in that direction. That is the most horrifying thing. I've heard it out of all the things you've ever told to me. See. I it fucking, was terrifying to see. It was terrifying. Who wants to chew their pills up? She Well, she had a hard time swallowing the little pills, so she would sandwich it so that the bread would get mushy around the put peel and she could swallow that. It was real weird. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, you got to do what works for you. 
Exactly. I was yeah. I was literally just imagining like a big fucking Scooby Doo large sandwich just full of fucking pills in <laughs> like every layer. Like Flintstone vitamins everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no. No, I. Uh, I feel like the energy of this show feels appropriate for this you know what i mean for the time and moment yeah yeah like um this it's it's such a weird like when we were talking before we started i was like i was kind of worried because we we were talking for a while and we didn't like perk up the way that we usually do you know yeah like there there was no like lock-in moment which is uh, we, we we get on the phone and talk for a while before we start shows just so that we like by the time we start recording we're already locked in <clears throat> and warmed up and ready to go yeah 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 and after a while it just it it kind of became clear today like this is this is the mood right now like if you feel sick you, you aren't not you know uh this i'm i'm butchering the fuck out of the <laughs> whatever this is <laughs> <laughs> like but there's there's like a, a feeling that I want people to understand here, right? Where like yeah. you you going through what you're going through takes more than just time away from you. Right? It does. Like the, the suffering is fucking palpable. Yeah. And that's that's really what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been not much brings me to tears. Uh We've talked about, you know, my cold, cold heart on here before. <clears throat> yeah, it is freezing. Like, you, the room rooms cool down when you walk in them just because <laughs> of how cold your heart is. Because of my icy heart. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the one thing that after being, after being sick for about three days, three days is about my limit where it gets real, three days I can handle. I can handle that. That's that's a walk yeah. in the fucking park. About the fourth day, I'm like, oh, fuck, my life sucks. Fifth day, it is utter frustration and desperation to do anything and everything when you have nothing to do that can help. And that's usually where the emotions start breaking down. And I'm just laying in tears between pain and utter frustration like on the deepest level you could ever <clears throat> imagine ever <laughs> yeah no i completely believe that i'll tell you what i'm pretty desperate for right now what's that the lime warrior ad yay yeah <laughs> so, so you said something earlier that i really wanted to kind of come back to you and it was that the idea or the thought that you becoming sick for an extended amount of time kind of changed your perspective on people like my situation, people that share my situation. Wow, that yeah. was terrible grammar. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, it's, it's all right. We know what you meant. At least I do. Yeah, I can't yeah. speak for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it Yeah, so it really did. Um, I had this I had this moment when I was first like when when the possibility that I had the virus became 
like real, you know? Yeah, like um, a real possibility. Yeah. I I started thinking about mortality differently, right? Um Yeah, yeah. And it okay. happened it How happened so? well, it happened really fast and in a in a way that I didn't expect kind of because I mean, we we've done ex- entire episodes on mortality issues on on this podcast, you know? Right, yeah. I've talked to you, I mean, endlessly about extensive yeah we talked yeah yeah and and feeling it but with it being so much more directly applied to me i just um i don't know that was a weird minute you know i there was at least like it was really that first night like before i'd even told you um i had this thing where i was like i really might be about to die a slow painful death you know, and as many times as we've talked about it, it's like I thought I'd projected myself into that mindset, you know, but yeah. there's there's a weird like step there where you you can't really do that and you can think you have, but you can't until it's actually you in the fucking crosshairs. Right, until you're actually staring it in the face. It does not hit, it hits you different when you are. So yeah. you just said something that kind of like triggered a thing that I want to ask you about. Okay. So you didn't tell me for a day, which is understandable. But what was the process like of, so anytime I've gotten a new diagnosis or shit's going haywire, I have to keep it to myself for a, a little <clears throat> bit. Unless it's, you know, that one incident we had recently where you were immediately notified (laughs) when I was in total panic. But usually it takes a moment to process it. And there's a lot of emotions that go through, like, that you go through with that. And I'm kind of curious as to somebody that hasn't dealt with this before, kind of what that process was for you. It was, it was weird. So, I mean, like, some of the diagnoses that you've gotten, is that is that proper English? Diagnoses? I don't know. I think Diagnosis? it is. Diagnoses. Diagnoses doesn't I don't know. sound right. I Diagnosi. think it's diagnoses. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was doing this weird thing that night where I would just slip off way in my thoughts and just just be on that for a while, you know? And then yeah. I would come back and be like weirdly jovial, like, well, you know, fuck it. You know? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I was actually like, you know, the, the, the person I live with, like, you know, we were both looking down the barrel at it and like, she, she told me that I was, like funnier than I have been in a long time that night. Like I I just kept making jokes that Cause that's one of our coping mechanisms. <clears throat> that's how you and I deal with shit. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and it wasn't necessarily even like dark, you know, humor related to the situation. It was just like all of a sudden there was a weird kind of like freeness thinking about it where I was yeah. just like, okay, well, this might be the rest of my life anyway, so whatever. You know, like, 
I, I, I would go be- between that uh, where I was like, all right, well, if this is it, then this is it. And I'm not just going to stay in this cloud of doom and gloom. And I mean, this is happening, mind you, like hours after after this whole thing started. Like, I, I found out at like maybe four in the afternoon and by like nine that night, I'm like cutting up kind of, you know? Yeah. Um, you go through those stages of grief real fucking fast in situations yeah. like this. So I, I yeah. actually thought about that specifically. I was like, um, and I think part of me uh, not wanting to tell you, like, I, I mean, of course I had to notify my job and begrudgingly I, I went ahead and told my parents because I knew if I waited any amount of time before I told them, they would absolutely flay me alive. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but, um, I didn't, I didn't have the, for, for anything where I didn't, it wasn't like, I have to do this right now. For for one, I knew you would understand of it, of everyone. Right. Right. And, Right. That was one of those things where I I was like, she's someone who's going to understand this better than anyone else I can talk to. And I, I had a feeling that if I told you, your reaction would just be a little bit too much for me right at that moment. Even though you would have yeah. a reaction that was like the most appropriate. Right, right. No, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I think I was just in, like, if, if, if you are thinking of it, of this, like the stages of grief, it was like denial, right? Yeah. Like I, it would if be on my mind for a minute. Yeah. And then I would, I would be like, oh no, let's, let's go, you know, fucking play a game and joke around or something for a little while, you know? Yeah. And then yeah like the, it it would always happen like when i walked off and did something alone like you know if you go to the bathroom you just have like a few moments of just oh well here i am with my thoughts like you know i'm not going to turn yeah, no on a podcast or something to go take a piss so like yeah. you know there are just those moments where you're not getting away from it it it's it's going to come at you and yeah that was it i'm like i'm either i'm either going to die what's inevitably with this particular virus like a slow painful death like these deaths don't sound very uh peaceful you know right uh yeah. versus it's I, I kept thinking either that or i'm gonna have to watch someone i love go somebody that. you love yeah yeah so that that was uh the really <laughs> the the thing that was getting me the most i think right yeah um and then the next day once i it's like i went all the way from denial to acceptance right just overnight mm-hmm. where w- without the middle ones i think right i don't there was no moment of like anger about it um more, more so than i had already been angry before it was directly applied to me you know, right, right. I was I was really upset with the way it was being handled nationally and locally. I mean, I just I think p- 
people didn't take it seriously for too long. And now, yeah, now now we have fucking refrigerated trucks full of bodies in New York. You know, there are people in New York who I love dearly, you know, and yeah, I, I hate the thought that there's. Yeah, because that was one of the first things I texted you is like, hey, check on everybody in New York because uh, shit's getting bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, they were already texting me about the Tiger King. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funnel, it's it, it. You sent me a meme that was actually really perfect about how the Tiger King is just holding the fucking nation together it's right holding now. everybody together yeah. by his fucking eye ring yeah. <laughs> it's so weird like everybody is like upset and weird but if you just bring up the tiger king to anyone we're all just like that's fucking insane right uh, yeah and fuck carol baskins <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that right now yeah like they yeah. they even have a thing on their website now that's please stop sending us messages um, that was a TV show. It was dramatized, and we actually do good work. Please stop. Yeah. Um, the other guy that um, the, the cult dude. dude the, I saw his video. The guy with the harem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on Theo Vaughn's podcast the other day, and like, oh, really? Try to do damage. I saw control. he did a video. Yeah. No, it was a whole like hour. Oh, I didn't see that. No, I saw just like a live he went from his living room, it looked like, and he's like talking to people. I didn't see the podcast. Yeah, it was such damage control. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because, of course. I mean, they very much painted him as like a predator. <laughs> like, a, I mean, he kind of gives off creepy Uncle Joe vibes. He so, does yeah. have weird vibes. That's That's the thing about him is like, dude, I feel like I can't trust you. Like you, everything yeah, about 100%. you feels untrustworthy. For one, I feel like I could trust Joe Exotic to a little bit of a degree, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I, I know, too. he's a fucking fucking nutcase, but I'm also like, I can understand the way you're crazy. Yeah, you know? I don't understand that other guy's crazy. No. Like he's grooming crazy. Yeah, yeah, like scary. Like, yeah, like you're gonna fuck my mind up, and I'm not gonna know you're fucking it up. No, sir. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Like crafty crazy. And so you see how I just brought up the Tiger King there to get off of the uncomfortable thinking about uh, <laughs> heavy shit. That's exactly what I yeah. was doing that night. Right? Yeah. Um right. I I was I was doing it and I was recognizing myself do it because I've seen you do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think really, really Truly, I think because of being around you with your chronic illness and like fucking failing health competency, constant you know? health fires. Yeah, <laughs> um, it it caused me to be able to process it differently. I think than the person I was going through it with, and like more quickly. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think I jumped to acceptance pretty fast, just because of, kind of, swimming in the shallow end of these waters, like while you yeah. were in the deep end, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was really weird to me how I I I could like see the stages of grief happening, right? And it's and it's where you could what. Or I could kind of see the stages of grief happening. Yeah, yeah. 
and also recognizing it in myself that I was like grieving myself right mm-hmm. that's another that's another one of those things that I intellectually have understood when we've talked about it but you know it's way it's different it's way different when when it's happening to you yeah it is. And, and it doesn't it, it doesn't it feels kind of the way i expected it to but there's like an element of it that i feel like i can't put into words that is just well i didn't expect this part you know and mm-hmm. i didn't expect to to feel this like there's a helplessness, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And a desperation. Uh-huh. Where it's like... Yeah. And and especially with me being in a situation where I could keep telling myself, like, dude, you're, you know, you're being a drama queen. It's probably going to be nothing anyway. Also, you're pretty young. This doesn't usually get young people that badly, you know. It, right. It was weird in that way and and what was even weirder is when when the test came back negative i was almost disappointed because i had already done all the like accepting you know mm-hmm. there, um, no there's a whole new wave once you get the positive diagnosis oh i, I absolutely believe that <laughs> um whole whole other yeah. level well for me so it, it was weird where i was like okay so i i just assumed i had it you know i was like yeah of course, of course, I'm gonna fucking have it. Why wouldn't I? You know, I got fucking H one N one too. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, when you told me, I was like, I mean, I I prepared myself mentally that he has it, and yeah, I am not. I'm gonna be all of this distance away and not be able to do a fucking thing. And yeah. I did not like that feeling. <laughs> I mean, the what could you have really done anyway? Like me be able to text but you see, and be that's like, exact- yeah. But hey, that's the exact I, I thing need, that I, need I go some food through. food delivered to the house or something. Like, like that's really yeah. it. But I mean, but I go through the same thing on the receiving end of it that you even this week, you know, were like, I wish there was something I could do to help. Yeah. That helplessness feeling is on both sides of it, where the person going through it feels has helpless and desperate, but the people watching their loved ones go through it feel a different version of that as well because they're desperate for their loved one to be okay and safe and healthy and they feel helpless because there's literally nothing you can do right so it was i don't get a lot of those experiences often to be on the fuck someone's sick and i wish i could do something it's usually on the receiving end for me yeah well also i mean it's kind of your business to talk to sick people you know like yeah, it is. But you're used to talking to people who have who have been through the ringer so much that it's like a different kind of, I guess. It is different. It yeah. is different. Um Yeah. It doesn't get easier. Please nobody think that I'm saying no. that because you don't get used to being sick. No, you just That's become you, become, you become much more competent at being sick. Right. You become very you have a very wide range of coping mechanisms when you get that sick. Yeah, once once you get to not that point, not all of them healthy. <laughs> no, no, definitely not all of them. Um, I mean, so what you said about being able to recognize those things in yourself, I experienced that too. Like, I can 
But the problem is, <clears throat> like, like so for instance, the times I mentioned before, like the emotional moments where I'm crying and frustration and just, uh, fuck kind of thing. I know what's happening. I know what's happening in my brain. I expect it as a matter of fact. I know what's coming. I know my schedule with, okay, if this draws out this amount of days, it's going to hit me in the emotional part and I'm going to be a wreck. And it's like I run out of willpower <laughs> to kind of stuff that down after a certain amount of time where it's just like everything's falling out. Everything's coming through the cracks. And it's just one of those, like, it's it's just the process of it. But I can still, even though I can see it happening, I can't stop it. So it's like another level of I can't even stop what it's doing to me emotionally. Yeah, I I had that same thing where I was like, I've, I've had that for a long time where I feel like if I get into a situation and I can explain, like if there's a misunderstanding with someone, if I get into an argument with someone, I'm like, oh no, if I can just make them understand the where I'm coming from, like why I think this, I've, I've always made that mistake. It never matters, right? Right, like, right. I'm if the same if, way. If, <laughs> yeah. Like once, once yeah. you've started arguing with someone and this is a situation where it's, it's kind of like you're arguing with yourself, right? It is. Yeah. Where I can be like, dude, you're, you're doing the denial thing. Like I see it happening right in my inner monologue, right? Because I'm not aphantasic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm like, you're doing, you're doing the denial thing. Just stop doing that. You know? Right. You know what the situation is just. Yeah. And then it just kept happening. Like it kept stretching out over the course of the night, you know? And I I don't know how I, maybe from recognizing that I was able to move through it faster, but I wasn't able to just stop doing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I think that I go through it faster, especially, and I'm able to not get stuck in it because I know what's happening and I don't let it drag me into depression because of it, but I can't stop it. It's going to happen. Like I am just as powerless to control that as I am to control, you know, what the cells in my body are doing. And I, I am someone that believes in mind over matter and the power of intuition, your thoughts and your, your words. And I do, I mean, it's still, I think it's just part of our nature that it's, you're just, you have to feel those emotions. You have to go through the process. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. I think we we often don't give the kind of credit of like the necessity of going through the emotional process that it deserves, you know? Right, right. Um that it's healthy to go through that process. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, you know, if I can intellectualize it, I feel like I shouldn't actually be going through it you know yeah i mean you feel like you're supposed to like be above that yeah not in like a uppity way but yeah no that's exactly the right word for it yeah like this should not i'm a more enlightened individual i should not be having this experience this should be below me but it's not (laughs) no it's it's really not 
I, you know, I had that, that weird thing too, where, you know, like earlier I said, I was, once it happened, I felt a weird sense of like freedom, no matter, no matter what. Right. I'm like, well, you know, here I am. Like, it's weird because you're like the least free you've ever been, (laughs) like literally confined to an apartment for me. And I was like, well, you know, that's just it. You know, like this, this could be the rest of my life right here and fine. You know, the the thought, yeah. the, what really got me is I, I had that thing where I've, I've heard you say it a bunch of times where you're not afraid to die. You're afraid of what a bad death How is going to be hurts. like. How much yeah. it hurts between point A and point B. Yeah. And that absolutely happened to me. There was like a small moment where I was a little bit afraid of dying. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't had that for years. Like at some point growing up, I was like, you know what? You're going to die one day. There's no reason to be afraid of that. And there was like a brief moment where I'm like, but I could die, you know? And like I could really die. I could like really real die. <laughs> and there was like yeah. a, a, a like a like a spark of fear, but then mm-hmm. it just didn't catch, which I was really really yeah. happy about. I'm like, okay, I guess I have internalized just the acceptance that I will one day die well enough that when it became a real possibility, I was like, okay, okay, fine. But I, right. I spent a whole lot of time thinking about laying in a hospital bed. Gasping for air and there being no ventilators. Air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also spent a lot of time thinking yeah. about how much it would hurt to be on a ventilator. Yeah, exactly. If I was conscious. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How much it would hurt to get intubated if they didn't have enough drugs to sedate you. Ow. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, ow. Ooh, That's, ow. That, that, that kind of thing was really, really prevalent in, in what I was thinking about. But I was like, there was something about the absoluteness of it that was just f- like freeing kind of. And and it was also mm-hmm. like a freedom from like the contagion. No, no. Oh, was, that you already had it. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay it's I don't, no longer chasing you. Exactly. I don't have to be afraid of this thing anymore because either I've got it now or... Well, in my mind, I had it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I just, I have it. Right, right, Um, right. And I I didn't feel that way a few days later. But that first night, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I have it. Um, This is just it. I got to hope I'm one of those people it doesn't fuck up too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then there was like, once the test came back negative and the quarantine was lifted, there was like all of that fear that was just gone the like oh i still have to work to make sure that i don't get it you actually said that in a text to me really like that was that was so sobering to me because you um you had told me the test like we were on the phone and you told me the test results were negative and then like we were doing a text exchange and i was like well I can't tell you how relieved I am that your test is negative. Like, cause in the moment I didn't really react. I was like, Oh good. That's, that's fucking awesome. But then like it hit me later how relieved I was that 
you didn't have it and you weren't in a situation you could catch it from somebody. Yeah. And your your responding text message was, I still have to go to work. Yeah, I do. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I still so, have to yeah. go to work. And... <clears throat> It's like it's it's much heavier. Like the the fear of the thing now, is is heavier because I've like really gone through the thoughts. You know, right, right. Um, See, and that's how it feels like waiting for the next flare up. Yeah, that's See, like you're waiting for that thing to catch you again. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to relate it back to. Um, yeah, where I feel now like I've got to I've got to live as much as I can before it catches up to me again. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also have this weird fear that like there there's there's a whole lot of weird social pressure right now because so many people still have to go to work, you know? And yeah. like if you can't go to work, that usually fucks something else up for someone else, you know? Because if your job yeah. is like if it doesn't matter if you're at work or not, then your job probably ain't going to last that long anyway. Um I I have this thing now where I'm like, okay, what if, what if this happens again? You know, like yeah. if, if still no one else where I work is going through that, uh, like if I'm, if I'm still the only one who has run into that problem, how, how bad is it going to be? And how, how are people not going to understand when I can't, like if if I get exposed again, or if I if I do get it again, you know, like does it make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand where you're going with it. So like, you have the fear of are people going to understand if you have to go away again? If you have this big bad come back and you have to battle it, how are people going to accept it? Yeah, that exactly. I'm like, yeah, and and yeah, I know I get that's that that's something that you. That's yeah, you live mm -hmm. with, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like I'm afraid people are like, oh, he's he's just gonna he's trying to take advantage of this, he's taking advantage of the situation. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and it's a sentiment I I keep seeing in myself now that I've heard from you. I mean, a m multitude of times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate even. I don't like admitting when I'm going through a flare. Like, not because I'm denying it, but because in my head, I feel like the it's an eye roll moment to people that know me or, you know, know of me. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, she's sick again. You know, and, and nobody likes that feeling. And, I mean, we touched on it in another episode about being part of the only that would be, you know, taken out by this thing or any serious disease could take you out at any moment. And you already feel like you're expendable and a burden and admitting that it's happening again and that you haven't won. It, it feels like a shortcoming on your behalf. Like, like you feel like you've done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I wish, but you haven't. For anybody out there, you haven't. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a thought that you have, but I mean, if you've done all you can do, that's 
I mean, that is all you can do. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, man, this thing, this thing did not go how I expected, Jessica. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to dig into the suck of my week where it's going to be a suck. I mean, it's going to be suck. It's going to be dark. It's going to be yeah. welcome to my reality. No, that's that's not really it. I I really thought we would we would end up talking about about me more you more. <laughs> I no, I really hadn't I live planned with this on talking, all the time. Yeah, I hadn't planned on talking about this virus thing at all. Really, I hadn't either. We actually made a talked about beforehand. We don't want to be one of the people that jump on this, you know, virus feed into the fear bandwagon that's going on. Yeah, but it re. We aren't talking about the virus per se as the emotions you went through when you were faced with the reality of possibly having it. And it relates very strongly to something that, you know, a lot of people experience on a daily basis. I also think it's interesting that it happened to me and you in this sort of one-two punch type way, you know? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um I, I I don't know what that's about, you know. That's that's one of these greater mysteries that I try to stay out of. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna but, get real woo woo if we go in on that, man. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, this is this has been it's been really interesting to me, honestly. I hope it's not boring for everyone, you know. I hope not either. I mean, I've liked where this has gone so far, and I know we're nearing the end of our time, but. Um, oh, I want to issue a oops for last week. Obviously, last week was real rough, and I was not able to sit up and edit the um, episode. So, sorry for the break in content, you guys. Uh, your girl had it a little rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, don't, don't even, I'm sorry, but if anyone gives you shit about that, then I, I, I will happily fucking hand their ass to them. Uh, <laughs> deal <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean i'm unless you have anything else to add i think i'm ready to wrap up no just everybody stay safe and know that if you're having these feelings you're not alone i know how isolating it can get and how small you can feel in this big bad world with all of these big bads around you're not alone you're not there's no. Hundreds of thousands of people that have dealt with, are dealing with, and have been through exactly what you're feeling. Yeah. Well, if anyone's going through any of this, you know, I I won't speak for you because I know you're going through your shit right now, but you can reach out to me on, uh, on Twitter and the, um, you know, you can email the podcast, really. If, if you're someone who listens to the show and you just need to talk about going through these things, I'll, I will gladly talk to you. Lay out that email, homie. Um, hip, I, is, I don't even remember. Is it hippiescience at gmail.com? Hippiesciencepodcast yeah. <laughs> at gmail.com. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I'm really bad. I'm really bad with all the handles and tags. You'll get better. I was bad um, at first when I started doing, you know, different shit, but you get better at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So y'all reach out to us. We're always here. Like, it, exactly. It might take me a little bit more time to get back to you while I'm sick or set a little bit more time because he's essential. So he's having to work, but it's. Yeah. I, I'm notoriously slow to write back, but I'll do my best. Right. Yeah. 
So I hope everyone's well. I hope you're staying safe. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Next time, guys. You've been sitting here uh, practicing for a TED Talk for what seems like 10 minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of liking it. I think we've just about reached our time. I think we have. So, all right, everybody, go out there. Get the information you need. We We have no information on said family. (laughs) We have no information on anything. We know nothing. Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.